to the 10th, 10th, 10th episode of the Mashable Podcast. We did it. Double digits. Woo! How we doing, friends? Chris Davis, how you doing over there? I am doing very, very well. And just as a side note, um, Travis said 10 three times. No, it's not actually episode 30, but if we when we do get to episode 30, you can do that again. But this is episode 10. We made it to double digits, and uh, feeling good, man. I'm feeling really, really good. We're a little off schedule today, right? Very, very we're, off schedule. We're today. very off schedule. It took us a while to get started. We're rolling with the punches. We talked about Travis's favorite day that he has uh, throughout the week, which happens to be Monday. I don't know if it's your favorite day, but you it's like Mondays. My, it is not my favorite day, but I do not mind Mondays in the least bit. Sure. So there you go. So we're we're recording on a Monday. Typically, we do these on Sundays, but Mr. Travis here was on vacation. So we'll, we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. But uh, but yeah, we're here. We out here, as they say, as the grinders say. We doing it. We've been, Chris, we've been doing this for two and a half months already. You believe that? I no. Honestly, it doesn't feel like two and a half months. I mean, it's it kind of it's it's kind of the same way. Like this doesn't feel like two and a half months. The same way that like it doesn't feel like this whole pandemic's been going on for six. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. I feel yeah, like a absolutely. lot of things are moving, um, like super fast and super slow at the same time. But I, I ultimately, I think it's just because you and I are having a good time doing this, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Now, unfortunately, we don't have a guest this week. You can blame that on me and my travel scheduling because True. it would just be complicated we're doing this on a monday night for those that aren't you know watching us live but um yeah I, i'm i'm excited to have just a conversation with you again it was great Aww. having uh jason and hayden and Mamsie on but uh I just, I just need you some just, alone time you just want to spend some quality time with me i love I it bro it's, I, it's, oh my it's... you're so cute <laughs> wow that took it a little too far <laughs> So let's now that we've we've gotten past that awkward moment and probably 30 people who would be listening to this episode on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Anchor that's not an ad uh probably signed off at this point. Um hashtag ad. Hashtag ad. Let's talk about your vacation. So there, there there's a couple things I want to go through and a couple questions that I've kind of come up with about your vacation. But first off, tell us where you went. Tell everybody out there where you went and how it was. Give us a good like high-level overview. I went to the Mile High City, Denver, Colorado. Yeah? I, I left on uh, Thursday at about 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, I think it was. Okay. We landed at about 6 o'clock out there because, you know, time change and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, it was nice. We just <clears throat> we stayed in on the first night because it was kind of a, kind of a long day. You know, you know how traveling can be. Yep. We, we had a direct flight, which was nice, but still it's like – just getting to the airport and all that, all that stuff. Like yeah. it, it, it adds up. So we just stayed in, um, on Thursday night, Friday. Um, we went around the city. We went to a bunch of breweries. They have a, they have a street. I forget the name of the street, but it's just like brewery, brewery, pub, brewery, tavern, brewery. Like it's just all that stuff back to back to back. So like drunk row. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> Except for IPAs and hipsters. Yeah, definitely. Definitely <laughs> way too many of them. Um, but no, the, the cool part about Denver, and I'm sure other cities have this, just East Coast cities don't have them yet, as far as I know, is they had electric scooters everywhere. So like, yes. you're at a brewery, you have your drink, you know, you have the one that you want, you hop on this electric scooter that you pay like 10 cents 
a minute for or whatever, and you just scoot to the next place. I was anti-scooter, okay? When I first got there, I was like, I don't want to go on these scooters, okay. right? Like, the, the thing is a quarter mile up the road, let's just walk, right? That's like, not it's that not, far, right? Yeah, exactly. It's not mm-hmm. that far. They're like, no, download the app, give them your PayPal, and get on the scooter. So I reluctantly, I did, because I didn't want to be the one person walking. It was so much fun, <laughs> okay? By the, by the end of the weekend, Sunday, okay, we went out to watch the football games at this – at this bar, mm-hmm. which I mean, so <laughs> quick, quick aside here around this table, there were lions fans, there was Eagles fans, and there was Browns fans around this one table. All three of those teams lost. Uh, womp, womp, womp. That was Our either t- a very sad and or a very uh, intoxicated table. Uh, sad. It was definitely, definitely, definitely sad. sad. Okay. There, there was a, a, a few humans who were on the intoxicated way to handling their football losses, but most of us were just sad, especially since the Eagles jumped out to a 17-point lead and then didn't score for the rest of the game and lost yeah, 27-17. That's a feels bad. Yeah, that's a big time oof. But um, so yeah, so we were scoot- scooting around and we we had a couple couple beverages at at places. We Ubered back to the apartment and then we went out Friday night and like bars are still open in Colorado. Okay, like no restrictions. <laughs> No, no like, nothing. Yeah, so that, and that's part of what I wanted to ask too. Like the the whole experience of being not only flying but being in a different city amidst this whole thing. Like, were you wearing masks? Or were they like limiting how many people were staying in? Like, what what was the environment like uh, up in Denver? So, all the restaurants and breweries and stuff. Walking in, you had to be wearing a mask. When you got to your table, you could take the mask off. Sure. Weird rule, but hey. If yeah, I've seen it, it in a lot of other places. If it keeps the place open, it keeps the place open. Sure, sure. The only other exception was the bar that we went to on uh, Friday night, which they did not have a mask rule. Um, they had a mask rule, I guess, when you were going up to the bar like to get a drink, they wanted you to have a mask on. But in general, they didn't really care. They had one of those laser thermometers when you walked in. Take your temperature? Yeah. Um and I guess they didn't let you in if you were above. There, there's a standard. I know this the CDC or something like that put out a standard. Mm-hmm. It, I, I want to say it's like 101 degrees. Somebody might be able to correct me on that. But as long as you were below that, you could walk right in. Which I mean, it was fine. But it was a it was a country bar, like it was a dancing bar. So there's a bunch of people on this dance floor. Yeah, you know, getting down, doing all the spins and stuff like that, which is cool. But it was like kind of scary all at the same time right, right. like it, legitimately i felt like it was a year ago and i just went to like my local bar and like there's people dancing and all that stuff like mm-hmm. it, 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 if you came in and you'd been in a coma for the last six months and you just woke up in that bar you would think nothing had changed wow so that was a little that was a little like okay like yeah so do you know if, like, the city of Denver had any, like, ordinances or mandates or anything like that? I think like, they it's, did. It's, it seems like su- either people don't care or they're super laid back about it. I think they did have a lot of ordinance and mandates, and this bar was just kind of like, screw them. If they shut us down, they shut us down. Yeah. Which they were looking necessi- at the bar tabs like, yeah, we don't fucking care. Yeah. <laughs> not necessarily the uh, the method of management I would go with if sure. I was a bar in the <laughs> city of denver but not a desirable management style they, but it, it, it's in the book 
Yeah. That's but that's crazy. The, the the weird part was the bar was open till one o'clock, but last call was at ten thirty. I don't know why they did that. Like I, I don't know if it, there's an ordinance to you know yeah. to encourage people to not be there or whatever. But I mean, the group of friends that I was with, they all went up at like ten twenty five, and like five of them got buckets of white claws. So they just came back to the table. I mean, that was their was, last call. <laughs> it was five buckets of five white claws, but it was like the double sized white claws. The big cans. Yeah, the mm -hmm. big cans. Now I'm not. We've discussed this before. I am not a seltzer drinker, so mm -hmm. I did not partake, and I was also the DD. So I had I had my one beer, which I was in Denver, and I did not have a Coors Light, and I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> I don't know why it's. Now, you have to get, like, a different beer. You have to get something you can't experience at home. Uh, see, no. When I'm when I'm the DD, I want to drink stuff that I 100% know because I know how I react to it. You could try a beer on a list and not see that it's a 12% alcohol content and screw yourself as the DD. I had a Bud Light. I mean, okay, that's that's a fair, like, way to think about it. Yeah. It's... it's... What, what... When I walked in, I had a Shinerbach, which I do like Shinerbach. They're all right. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, my, my like, sip it over time for the rest of the night beer was a Bud Light. Because it's terrible to begin with, so who cares if it gets warm, right? That's true. Yeah. That's so, true. So, yeah, that was Friday night. It was fun to, like, it was fun to dance a little bit. I didn't dance as much as I, like, typically do, I'll say, because, again, the it was a little weird a little on that. edge about yeah. everything okay but i mean the people out there were just fantastic dancers i gotta give them that much there's some some really good really good dancers out there in denver you know the country folk out there there's country folk yep so we got back went to bed at like three i think that night yeah i know <laughs> ouch plus plus two hour time difference so it was like 5 a.m for me god it, would, it was rough yep. um woke up the next day at like nine o'clock and we drove down south of the city and we went to Pikes Peak, which is just outside of Colorado Springs. Mm -hmm. So Pikes Peak, uh, we drove up. You can drive right up to the top and um, they stop you. It's a 20-mile it's a journey from like the base of the mountain up to Pikes Peak. Okay. They stop you at mile marker 13 or 16 and you can get in a shuttle and they'll shuttle you up to the top because the air gets so thin up there. And like the switchbacks are right on the edge. Yeah. People can get like dizzy or whatever, and they don't want you driving your car off the side of the mountain. It's probably a good um, idea. Yeah, probably a good idea. So we made it up there, and it was ju just gorgeous. I mean, being able to see miles and miles in each direction, beautiful mountains. They were snow capped because it snowed there on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, just, just picturesque. You know what I mean? It was, it was really nice. Um, Spent a little bit of time up at the top. One of the one of the people in our group got a little uh, altitude sickness or whatever, so mm -hmm. we didn't didn't stay up there for like an hour or whatever. Like I probably would have wanted to, but it's all it's all good. You know, yeah. they they got their Instagram pictures. So I mean, hey, that's what matters, right? If you're in a no, good looking place, you have to take the you, you got to do it for the gram, dog. No, you don't. You want to post a picture on your Instagram, like Google pictures of Pikes Peak. But, or the view from Pikes Peak. But you won't have yourself that. in it. It's not authentic. What about having yourself in the picture makes it authentic? Because it's yourself, man. I, look, I am the most anti-like 
post pictures of myself on social media person. Okay. I, I, I just, if other people post it, it's fine, but I very rarely upload or even post for myself. That's you fair. yell at me all the time for not ever updating my Twitter when I like stream or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I use my Twitter for like news and, and sports stuff. You know what I you mean? You actually like, try to use Twitter. Yeah. I use Twitter for what Twitter was intended, not no. to increase my following or to network with other small streamers or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much all I use it for. Yeah. Which I mean, it, it shows with how quickly you got a well, kind of got affiliate on Twitch. Well, yeah, and stuff kind like of. that. <laughs> Your Twitter community is much bigger than mine. That's fair. Like you did that thing with Big E the other day, where like your third at was an imposter or something like that. Yeah, I was a little sad that I wasn't even on your at list. Okay, when you're like number one on my at list, I, I felt like this relationship was a little skewed. Well, I mean, it kind of is, though, because anytime you get on, it's pretty much to interact with me or, like, our our podcast Twitter handle or, yep. you know, whatever. I but, do like, I do poke fun at your sister a lot on Twitter. That's true. I mean, I poke Which, fun at my sister a lot on Twitter, too. I mean, she's very poke fun at a bull. Oh, yeah. No, she makes it super easy. And I know oh, that yeah. she'll never listen to this, so it's totally fine. But, but a, a, a good point is, like, she's game for it. Like I've never Oh, one hundred percent. Which which I give her all the credit in the world for mm-hmm. because not only does she have a natural big brother, she has a big brother friend who like inserts himself like he is the big brother and makes fun of her and stuff like that. And I, I appreciate the hell out of her for not just being like, dude, you're weird. Shut up. She always plays along with it. You can put I'm the like, two of us like behind a curtain and just listen to our comments. And think we would be the same person. Like, think each one of our comments will come from one another or ourselves. I got you. And she just, she just takes it. Do you remember when she did something and we were like, you see that tree? Like, go get me a leaf. <laughs> but we were being like very abstract with it. And she was just like, what tree? What are you talking about? What do you, what, what do you mean? What do you mean a leaf? <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, it's like you tell an inside joke. And like you tell an inside joke to like a normal person and they're like, I don't, I don't get that. This is stupid. I'm ending this conversation. But my sister fed into it. She was like, I don't know what you mean. No, but really like, tell me what you mean. Like, no, what leaf? She tried to understand the inside joke and neither you nor me had the intention of letting her in to the joke. So Kayla Davis, if you're out there, if you ever do listen, hi, I hope you're doing great. Shout out to you. Thank you for your service to our country. And uh, yeah, thanks for putting up with me. Speaking of, uh, she's actually in Virginia right now. Oh, sick. Yep. She is she is, she is back stateside. Um, coming up this Saturday, actually, she's flying into Dallas to go hey. back overseas. She, yeah. has a, she has a seven hour layover. So Kim and I are actually going to go. Um, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this because uh, I, I haven't seen my sister since... Um, I haven't seen my sister in a little over a year uh, when she was stationed in San Diego for classes or school or whatever it was. Yeah, that's right. That's um, right yeah. I, I had flown out there for work, swung in, took her to dinner, and then I, I went and drove from like San Diego to Phoenix or something like that. But um, I'll get to pick her up. Kim and I are going to go pick her up. We're going to go take her and get some like real authentic Texas barbecue. We're going to go do something else rather. Just kind of hang out around the airport area for a little bit and then we'll take her back and She'll be back off to Spain, so I'm excited to see her. Yeah, no, that'll be nice. That'll, that'll, be, that'll be yeah, it'll be very nice. It'll be a good I'm, time. Uh, and then within, she seems like she's doing well. She seems like she's having fun. 
She is. So. She is. She's she's having fun. Um, you know, she just got off of a boat after kind of like a ninety day route or something like that. Um, you know, so she was without contact from a, yeah. a, a wide range of people um, for for a long time, and I'm, I'm sure that that wears on the mind a little bit and and everything like that, seeing the same people and so on and so forth. But you know, every once in a while, when she gets back on social media or she gets back to like you know sending my mom and I Facebook messages or texts or whatever like that, and you can tell that she's like she's happy and all that sort of stuff. So, um, but yeah, I'm gonna see her next week, and then I'm gonna see my mom a week after that. Oh, because, that's really exciting. Because we're going on vacation um, in, in, in like a week and a couple days. It'll be a week from when this episode actually comes out. So, Where are you going? So we are actually going to Disney World. <gasps> yep. The happiest place on earth. And and so let me let me set the stage here because what? Nope. You're you're gonna see the Star Wars stuff. I am gonna see the Star Wars stuff. <laughs> no! Now hold on. Now hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. Because there's a lot of things that are kind of going on here. So this is how we got to going to Disney, right? So my sister, right, since we're on the topic of my sister, my sister was supposed to get married on October 4th, which is a Sunday, which is her birthday. She was supposed to get married on October 4th. She was going to get 4th. married on her birthday? Oh, for sure. Yeah, dude. Nice. That was. Nice. I mean, that's just a, a total, like, Kayla thing to do. But anyways. That is, oh, that is very hard. Absolutely, right? So she was going to get married. Uh, with the whole pandemic and everything going on, uh, they decided to postpone it. They just said, you know what? We're just going to like not do October 4th, so on and so forth. It's going to be done. We're not doing it. So my mom texted me and said, hey, how comfortable are you guys with flying? You know, I know that there's a whole pandemic going on. I know that you guys have been kind of self-contained. Kim's pregnant. Like there's all these factors, but how comfortable do you feel flying? And I was like, well, I know a couple of people that have flown. A lot of people have been really like, okay and safe with it i know you just flew i i think you're looking okay right now um it's so, only been a day it's only been a day so no but you know i know people that have flown you take your precautions you do what you're supposed to do and 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 you'll be okay which which you know what we'll, we'll go ahead and do that so she said because kayla's not having the wedding i want to fly you guys up here to new jersey we'll go get a beach house in ocean city and we'll just hang out on the beach It'll be like, it was supposed to be this weekend. She was like, we'll go hang out. We'll go do our thing. We'll hang out on the beach. We'll go get pizza. We'll play mini golf. Kim will kick my ass, whatever. Yep. Go do the whole thing, right? So I was texting her. We were texting back and forth. And I said, you know what? That kind of sounds like a plan. Let's talk to Kim. Let's talk about some dates. Let's get it all figured out. And then she goes, but what if we went to Disney instead? And I was like, how do we go from Ocean City, New Jersey to Orlando, Florida? We just, so I was like, I mean, if you really want to look into it, by the time I sent her that text, Travis, I'm not even kidding you. She had four quotes pulled up for on-site Disney resorts that were open and had rooms available. And she started listing all these things off. Now, here's here's the one thing that, that I, I will say I'm, I'm very, very excited about is that um, – I have never taken a, a vacation with my mother, like just my mother. Yeah, so this yeah. is going to be the first time that like her and I are going to get a chance. And I think that that's why she did the whole Disney thing. And she kind of suggested it because it's the last time that we're, we're I'm going to be able to go to Disney 
without a kid without a kid yeah. right you know kim's kim's pregnant she's gonna be due you know before so we were like this is kind of the, the perfect time to go but i've never been on a vacation with just my mom like we took family vacations when i was younger but yeah, yeah she yeah. took a ton of vacations with my sister when she was in college and when she was in high school like they would go to they went to disney i think twice um my mom went uh to england when my sister was studying abroad and and, and all this other sort of stuff right so they would always do that kind of stuff so I'm pretty excited uh, to be to be going, but uh, we did eventually f- land on going to Disney. We picked a weekend. Um, everything worked out. We got like this bundled discount from a travel planner that Kim knows, and um, and it's 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 exciting. So there's there's a couple things that are going to happen while we're down at Disney. First, I am going to see all the Star Wars stuff. So I'm super. I know, I know, Travis. I'm sorry. I'm super excited about that because um, I haven't seen it yet. I saw them when they were building it and they were scoping everything out, but I haven't been there since it's obviously since it's been opened. I am a little yeah. disappointed though because the whole like build your own lightsaber experience that's yeah. not open. Yeah, it makes sense. Obviously, pandemic, whatever. Makes sense. It sucks, but it makes sense. The second thing that's going on is two days before we leave for Orlando, Kim and I have an appointment uh, to and a, and a sonogram. So uh, uh, uh. two days before we have the option to learn what the gender of the baby is. Are you going to do it? We are not going to do it. Here's what, what here's what we're going to do instead. Now, Kim flip-flops on this like 3 times a day. So yeah. she may be changing her mind as she's listening to me talk to you <laughs> out in the living she's room. She's pregnant. That's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's 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 fine, guys. It's totally it's fine. It's how so- she has to deal with it. <laughs> so Here's here's what we're gonna do is we're going to uh, we're gonna get the sonogram we're gonna go through the appointment we're gonna do the whole thing and luckily I get to be there which is kind of cool I think this is when we'll get to hear the heartbeat too but um, the nurse is going to write it down on a piece of paper seal it in an envelope and then we are going to give that to my mother my mother will get to do whatever she wants with it in Disney so. I don't know what she has planned because she's already kind of started to plan some things out. And all of this, all of this has a giant friggin' asterisk on it because, like I said, Kim could change her mind and we could get to Tuesday and she's like, I need to know. And it, probably in that deep of a voice, too. And then, you know, we would just find out and then surprise my mom when we get down at Disney and it would be totally fine. But, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, Disney's coming up next week and, um, and there's a lot of stuff going on and I'm really, really excited. Not gonna that's lie, really, that's really exciting. Yep, good yep. for you. We'll get to not... we'll get to find out the sex. We'll get to ride some rides. Uh, Kim will Kim will be uh, Kim will be uh, our chaperone because she won't get to ride. She she's not able to ride a couple roller coasters, right? Like homegirl yeah. can't go on Space Mountain, so she Shaking can hold. Baby syndrome is a thing. Okay. She'll, yeah, no, we're not trying to put her through like one of those paint mixing machines that like uh, stirs and she up. Can't... The... She can't drink around the world with you in Epcot either. And that's the second night that we're there, and it's the wine and cheese festival. Hell yeah. So she can't she can't so I told her I'd let her sniff my wine. <laughs> it's like you can you can have your own cheese, but uh you you have to sniff my wine because you can't drink any. Yeah. We'll we'll bring plenty of water for you. Oh yeah. And by oh, real yeah. I mean not me. I'm not gonna be there. No. So yeah. it's it's gonna be exciting, man. I'm excited. I haven't been so, back to Disney in, in a hot minute, so Yeah, the are. last time I was in Disney, I spent the day with you. That's what is it really? 
Free Day 2012. Oh my god! You remember that? I do remember that. That was a that was a fun and miserable day at the same time. So we all we all got lunch together, right? It was me and a bunch of cadets because I was teaching Crossman at the time. It was was a bunch of. It was you, me, Christy, Steph, Malice, Steph, Malice, uh, Priscilla, Priscilla, and and, uh, her name was Julie. Julie. I Julie, didn't she was, Julie. No, she was in the color guard. Uh, she's actually from like, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. But that, what a fun, what a fun day that, that was. I it mean, was. It was a rainy day. Right. I didn't have to do a parade or anything. I don't, did you guys? You guys do a Disney Yeah, we, we did a parade and then we did like an arc standstill of our show and then we paraded out. But literally the whole time it was pouring. <laughs> yeah. It was just yeah. pouring down rain and it was awful. But it was like. It's like you you can't be totally mad because you're at the happiest place on earth, but like it was fucking miserable because you're soaking wet. Yeah, I remember, and uh, I don't think they're going to get kicked out of the court at this point, but I remember I bought some of the tubas alcohol, you know, because in, I could in the buy cadets? alcohol. Yeah. Like cadets yeah, tubas? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I, like I bought, I bought them, I think it was like a tequila slushy or something like that, and we poured it into like a different cup. So it didn't look so, like that. Yeah, it didn't look like that. Yeah. yeah. But- Man, yeah, whatever. Did I, did I ever tell you about the rescue story from that day? No. Have I ever told you that story? Somebody had to get rescued. And then, all right, you tell a story, then I have a story. Okay, okay? so uh, my rescue story comes in. So uh, you remember, um, oh, hell, what's his name? Ben. Mar- we marched surf with him. Ben Adler. No, oh, ben, Badler. Badler, ben, yeah, yeah. Badler. So Ben Adler, at the time that, that we were down there in, in 2012, Ben was working at Disney. Oh, yeah, that's right. He, yeah. he was a concierge, I think, at the time at, at one of the hotels, right? So we, um, the, the group that I was hanging out with after we split off after lunch, it was me, Christy, Steph, and, um, and Julie. So it was the four of us. Yep. And we had park hopper passes. So we could literally go anywhere within Walt Disney, any of the four parks, but we were um, departing from Epcot. So the important yep. thing to remember it, it, throughout that whole day was at X time, whatever it was, we the buses were leaving from Epcot's parking lot. Okay, yep. totally fine. Earlier, uh, like two days prior to that, literally two days prior to that, someone stole my sandals on tour. I have no idea who it was, but someone straight up just like five-fingered discounted my sandals, and they were good reef sandals with like the bottle opener Ooh. on the bottom and everything. Ooh. So... I knew that there was a surf shop in Disney Springs, downtown Disney, whatever it was called at the time. And I knew that it was a short little ride from uh, Epcot. And you know the rule, you know, when you're on free days with cadets, it's like you have to stay in a group or you have to have at least one other person with you. Yep. So I told the group, I was like, I would like to go. If you guys do not want to go and you want to stay in the park, it's totally fine. And so all the other three girls were like, you know what? It's fine. Let's just go. Like we can go, we can walk around. We don't want to stay in the park. It's rainy, whatever. So we get on a bus, we go to Disney's vacation club, which is across the the lake from Disney, Disney Springs. We walk around, we go to Disney, uh, to the surf shop. I buy my new pair of sandals, which I still have. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're like, they're beaten up, but they're still really good. So I have those sandals still. Uh, I bought my sandals. We got lunch and we were going to start our journey back. We had like 45 minutes to get back to the parking lot of Epcot from downtown Disney before the buses left. Not a whole lot of time, but enough time. Enough time. So we get on a bus, which we think is going to take us back to Disney Springs and there's a traffic jam or take us back to Epcot and there's a traffic jam. So I'm like, oh shit, what do we do? So the bus was at the far end of Disney Springs. 
it had three stops in Disney Springs before it went to Epcot. So but we there was traffic. But saying, there was right? traffic, exactly. So I immediately called Ben Adler, get him on the phone, and I said, I am on this bus. It is this time. I need the fastest route to get me back to Epcot. Or like I'm me and the three guard girls are gonna get kicked out of the damn drum corps. <laughs> so Ben's like, okay, get on this bus and stay there until the next stop. And I'm like, okay, what's the next stop? He goes, don't even worry about it. So I we get on, we stand there, we go to the next stop, which is still in Disney Springs. And he goes, he goes, okay, what are you looking at right now? And we were looking at Planet Hollywood. He said, okay, stay on there for one more stop. Okay, whatever. We're going to get kicked out of the drum corps. This is the end of my drum corps career. I'm not going to be allowed to age out because we got stranded in friggin' Orlando, Florida. Merry Christmas to you. We go to the next stop, which is the end of Disney Springs, which is where the Cirque du Soleil kind of, you know, display is or whatever. And yep. he goes, what are you looking at? I said, the Cirque du Soleil. He goes, get off the bus. And I was like, okay. So I was like, ladies, let's go. Get off the bus. Here comes Ben Adler. In his like little like Subaru or Toyota Corolla or whatever it was, friggin' sliding up to the bus, windows rolled down and he goes, "Get in! I'm saving the damn drum corps." <laughs> so he beelines it from Disney Springs all the way back to Epcot, right in time for the buses to depart. We made it there with five minutes to spare. Ben Adler saved us that day. Ben Adler, thank you very ben, much. Shout out to Ben Adler, who literally saved the drum corps that day. And to be honest, there were like probably 30 or 40 people that were late by like 30 minutes to the bus. So oh, I don't so really know what I, I didn't really need to be worried. But like <laughs> the whole moment was epic because it felt like Tokyo Drift in a weird way. Oh, yeah, but it was absolutely. also like a total blast. And, and I got my sandals. And you got your sandals. I mean, you had a little bottle opener. You're good to go, I man. I was good to go, man. I'll tell you yeah. what. You are set for the rest of the tour. Now, that's really cool. The, the cool – it's definitely cool on free days when you see people that, like, understand the activity but are on the other side, right? Like, they have the freedom. They have a car. Or right, they have right. whatever it is. Like, it's definitely cool. I remember we had a San Antonio free day, and some people from a core that I had marched in – uh, before, like they marched cadets with me, I think it was 2010. Mm -hmm. Like we just hung out, yeah. And they were all pale, and I was all tan, and it was cool <laughs> to have like real world, real world conversation because I had a cell phone at the at the point, but I didn't have like a smartphone. I didn't, you know, there were no, like I wasn't on Twitter. Like news from the outside world. Do you remember? I think it was 2009 that Michael Jackson actually died, and nobody believed it. Yeah, because like was, maybe one percent of the drum corps had a smartphone. That was it. Yeah. It was 2008 or 2009, and it, we were in East Stroudsburg yep. at the time. Yep. And, oh, Michael Jackson died. Oh, he dies every year. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah, Bob Barker's dead. Like, nah, bullshit. Like, you were just trying to get me to believe you. Like, And then he was actually dead, and we were all shocked. Now, that, that, <laughs> Everyone was like, wait, what? <laughs> that's definitely something that, like, the bubble of, like, the information that you just don't hear. That, that when you're in that bubble, it doesn't matter, right? Like, the... the whoever's running for president or, you know, whatever it is, when you're in that drum corps bubble, it doesn't matter. Like you're just no. there to get better every day. Mm -hmm. And getting news from the outside world was always so cool because you, you had no clue what happened until like two weeks later. And then you'd react to it and be like, oh, oh, but that's not my dot. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Yeah, but it's like, wait a minute, but where are we where are we gonna be on tour tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> when's laundry? When's yeah, when's Please. when's laundry? I need laundry. Alright, so what's your story? What's my story? You said you had a story. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, this is a this is a pretty bad story, but um yeah. Is, is it so, is it worthy of the podcast? Uh I, I I would think so. So at this point it doesn't fucking matter. I marched cadets twenty ten, twenty eleven, you marched cadets twenty twelve. Correct. So there's this girl in the color guard, her name was Lainey Duskin. Yes. Okay. You know Lainey. She's mm-hmm. she's just super nice, lovely human being. Yes, right? absolutely. Her, her and I in 2011 would just joke around all the time, you know, putting smile on each other's faces, right? We were good friends. Sure. So 2012, um, Disney World free day. Okay. Now, Lainey has the super blonde hair, mm-hmm. whatever. She, you can recognize her from 100 miles away. Like sure. she just – so we were in Epcot because I didn't have a park hopper pass. I just had to stay in Epcot. Right. So we were walking back up like towards the buses to get ready to go. And I see Lainey, and she's got the cadet's jacket on, and she's got her hair hanging out. Like, I knew it was her coming up behind her. So I come up. It's Lainey, and she's walking with another woman, right? I just figured it was, like, a member of the cadets, whatever. Oh, no. I walk up behind Lainey, and I'm like, damn, girl, can I get some fries with that shake? Oh, no. the woman with Lainey turns around, like, with her hand raised to slap me in the face, and it ended up being Lainey's mother. (laughs) 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 Because she lived in Florida. (laughs) She almost almost beat the ever loving crap out of me. And and I was like instantly like, oh my God, like no, like and Lainey was like, oh, that's just Travis. Like, it's totally fine. Like everything can instantly be cleared up with that sentence. It's just Travis. (laughs) Like soon as she she realized it was me, she turned around and gave me this like big hug and whatever. Oh my god, how you doing? And like it was all fine, oh, that's but funny. oh, Lady's mother was gonna beat the ever loving crap out of me, and I would have deserved every bit of it. But it was, just, <laughs> uh, I had never been so scared for my life. Man, that whole day though, like I just, I like, I can just picture that whole day, like everything that happened, the fact that it was just so rainy, that yep. the whole like anxiety of trying to get back to the buses. And like that, it's it's odd that like I can remember that story. Like you, you remember that story, like right? It's like memorable. Uh-huh. Like you and I ran into each other. There's still pictures floating out there of you and I on that day. We were both a lot skinnier and a lot tanner, and had uh, way less hair than we do now. Um, facts, the big facts. But like the days leading up to it, the days after, it, I don't really remember those at all. Well, the I, day before it was the Orlando Regional, and I I remember that because. We practiced in the, like the, what is it? The orange don't, the orange bowl, whatever yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, we practiced in there that day. And yeah, that, that was the day that I got switched off the tubas and got told to clean the baritones because the tubas were much cleaner than the baritones. And, Oof. <laughs> and, Oof. and so, so I had the tubas until like mid July with the exception of, of this, cause this was in June, this was early in the year. I had the tubas till mid-July, and I actually left tour between San Antonio and Atlanta. Like, mm-hmm. that was my week off. It was Blake's birthday, so I wanted to come home Oh yeah, for that week. Um, and they actually had a Travis Appreciation Day 
on like the Wednesday of the week I wasn't there. Like they just gave me shit the entire rest of the time I was on tour. But then I was like, can we just have one day where you're nice to me? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. They had it when I wasn't even on tour. Man. They like bought me donuts and stuff like that. Like <laughs> all this super nice stuff. The Shout disrespect. But like, no, it's it's crazy that like, you know, there's all these like little stories and little things that are going on on tour. You can only pick like certain parts of it. But like, I'll have conversations of of uh, with with people that I marched with that were like, "Yeah, do you remember like this high school in this state on this day of the month?" I'm like, "No, I just woke up, rehearsed, and then went back to sleep." Yeah, I I actually have more of a memory of like the football fields than the schools. Yes, right. Like if somebody's talking about a specific day of rehearsal, mm-hmm. like I could tell you what we cleaned on what football field. Just from like where I stood in the show, yeah, and like your reference to like buildings box. around, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm I'm much better at that than like what the gym looked like because you know when I went into the gym for to, to sleep. sleep, yep. <laughs> like they all looked the same. They all yep. had industrial lights up top. They had basketball hoops that were pulled up. And I had an airbed with an orange mattress. Now you remember, you remember like the the bad schools or like the really really good schools. Oh yeah, like the you terrible know what I mean? showers. Like, like the one place like in Bristol. California. Uh, ready? Oh, Brist- Bristol's Bristol. Bristol's awful. Bristol. Do you remember the the place in California? It was like two stops before whatever, where the showers had zero pressure. It was just like a pee stream of shower coming oh, out. Oh my just like god! Separate building. They were okay. so bad. Oh. God. They were it so was... so bad. You it, like you just remember where it was like either really really freaking cool or just really shitty. And, and that was such a difference between surfing cadets too, though, because like I loved all of my time at surf, and I'm I'm not trying to disparage surf at all. But in the two years I marched at cadets, we rehearsed on grass three times, and it was a big deal. Like, why are we rehearsing on grass? You telling me we couldn't find a a uh, high school with a turf field within a hundred miles of the show, like super big deal. <laughs> we never ever had bad showers. Okay. They all were warm. They all had good pressure. You know what I mean? They're well-maintained. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, But at surf every once in a while, you would just get these POS housing sites. And, and it, it was simple. It was as simple as the cadets were willing to pay individual schools for a housing site right whether it be in direct payment or hey you know this whole uh ussba thing that we run we'll let your band perform three shows for free yep you can barter some sort of deal right yeah um and we always had good football fields we always had good showers and stuff like that but at surf like you know that there Mm -hmm. was just some days where the field was just terrible or the shower situation, or, you know, What was that whatever. field? Where were we? I think it was Allentown 2008, where we had that jogging trail run through the middle of, like, the field. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. remember? Oh, and there was, was like, like, a, a telephone pole. Sec- yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. Oh, telephone poles were the worst. Yeah. The absolute worst. Like, we lined the field as best that we could, but even then still, like, the back, like, 30 steps off the backyard line, you had this jogging trail that went through. And you had, like, a random telephone pole that was on a quad drummer's dot. Like, yeah. you, get, you get some fields like that that are just like, yeah, I remember that. It's such, it's such an interesting thing because, to me, drum corps was about muscle memory, right? Like, yes. 
the whole time, all the rehearsals you're trying to do, all of whatever is trying to increase muscle memory for the performance, right? Like you, you don't want any thinking to happen. It, it sounds like the worst way to put it, but you just want to be on autopilot as much as you can when you're on the field. Mm -hmm. Obviously, your mind is working. You're you're guiding to the form. Your eyes are up to the drum major. Yeah. You know what, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. uh, except for you know, John, if you're out there, uh, you just dive to your dot. You just 100. You go to your dot. You don't care what the rest of the form looks like, but you hit your dot. Okay, it's all that matters. Just, yeah, it's all that and, matters, and John. You, you and you bend your knee, but um, wow. yeah. <laughs> John, I love you. Like it was all about increasing muscle memory. And then you would get something like a telephone pole in the middle of the field, or you'd get the walking path or it would be 103 degrees and you'd be out of breath and you'd be panting harder than you normally would be in that point of the show. It would just like, there was a part of me that almost felt like that it wasn't worth practicing that day. Like maybe for a couple people, it was because, you know, they weren't affected by the telephone pole or whatever, mm -hmm. but it was always just so annoying. Like annoying isn't the right word, but it was so annoying to have those obstacles come up. It where... just, it, it felt like you were at that point, you were as, as the phrase is, you were working harder instead of working smarter. Yeah. Exactly, right. Like exactly. it, it, it almost feels like wasted reps because you truly are just going through the motions yeah to to get through the day and i remember those days we both like anyone who's marched drum corps has had those days and anybody oh, who yeah. says that they have never had those days they're fucking lying yeah they, a straight up are. i'll call you out right now there is not a single person who has ever marched drum corps in my opinion that is that hasn't had a day where they're just like you know what i need to coast today like not just for my physical health but for my mental health just yeah. to like make it through whatever the conditions were which is so funny because that is also arguably the absolute worst attitude to have because it just makes the day go longer. It oh, makes for whatever. sure. Like I, I totally understand. And I definitely had those days, right? Where it's just like, I have the two ball on my shoulder, but am I like, am I super standing up You're straight? You're just jazzed I, to be there. Yeah. No, no, that, that, that day definitely happened. Where there's days that I look over the trumpets and be like, oh, I wish I could have an easy instrument to hold or, you know, whatever. But that was me. I was that, that trumpet player. That was you. That was you. Did, um, this is going to be a random question. And if there is no answer to it, that's fine. But you, did you guys have the gold plated mouthpieces? We did. What's the point? The whole idea behind them is that the gold plating is softer. It, okay. it, I think it was kind of like a placebo. Like if you just think it into existence, it will actually be, but like they say that the gold plating is a little bit softer so that you don't feel it as much against your face. Okay. Um, the entire trumpet line was on gold-plated mouthpieces, except for three people, um, and it was it was three leads that uh, it was it was Evan, it was Jason, or not Jason, um, Jesse. Jesse. It was Evan, Jesse, and um, uh, another player. I think his name was Will. Uh, the three of them they weren't on because they had some high notes and they had solos and they had all this other like fancy shit, whatever. They got to use their own mouthpiece. Right. The rest of us were on the gold plate. I, I still have mine actually. Of I think course. it's, a, I, I think it's out in the garage. I have my tube of mouthpiece mm -hmm. somewhere. Could I tell you where it is? No, but no. It, it exists. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did, we did have those and I, you know what? Like it probably was a little bit of a placebo, but like you got used to that mouthpiece really quick. It was by no means a bad mouthpiece. 
Uh, it was one that as soon as I got back to like college band, I, I just like put it in my case. I was like, eh, I don't care. Yeah. Like, yeah whatever. Yeah. I'm going to go back to my whatever. Go back to your cheater mouthpiece. My, my shooky 13A4. Is that what it's called? <laughs> Garrett, Garrett Facone's out there. Like I'm going to kill you. Um, yeah. So yeah, we switched back and, and that, that was that. I, I just, I I always saw that. And I was like, why? Like, why do you guys need a gold mouthpiece? And extra little pinky out flare, man. Yeah, it, it, exactly. It's such a trumpet player thing, right? Yeah. Like, oh, oh yeah. we're better than everybody. We need gold mouthpieces. It was all right. <laughs> it, and plus, like, I, I think like Yamaha probably threw those in there for a little bit more flair because we had all Yamaha instruments. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Like, I I totally get Yamaha being like, here, use this one. I feel like those you know, instrument makers and the uniform makers and stuff like that did a lot for drum corps just to get their name on the side of the truck. Because how often were you, especially when we were at surf or something and you're in the middle of warm up and you see crowns like trucks come around and they like make the loop into the thing. It was always so cool, right? Like, Oh my God, crown is here. Like, yep. Now, obviously it got, we ended up marching in one of those cores, right? We right. Exactly. Which that was even cooler to be on the bus, like rolling into the parking lot and like seeing these kids be like, oh my God, the cadets are on that bus. And half the time the sun not being up or like just setting. Oh, yeah, dude, not performing in the sun was arguably the best part of marching a top five drum corps. For sure. Like, absolutely. Shouting the, stadium the, lights every time you rolled into it. <laughs> I just. <laughs> Every so I rode the guard bus. I'm assuming sure. you were on the horn bus. Yep. Every single time we pulled in, Ashley Pittman, shout outs, would would yell the stadium lights and we would just go, We're here because we're here because we're here because we're here. We're here oh because the bus is here and we are on the bus. <laughs> like that was that was one of the pre-show songs we sang before every Look, single show. Here's the thing I want to put in perspective for everybody out there that's listening. You are you are a young 20, 18, 19, 21 year old adult, young adult, I would I would venture to say. You are X number of days into tour. You are hot. You are probably malnourished. You are like struggling to stay awake. Dehydrated. Dehydrated, struggling to stay awake, struggling to keep the energy to keep going. And you pull into a stadium. Arguably, the best part about drum corps is the performance right you, uh, you not even a question right not even you're arguably. pulling yep. into this stadium the stadium lights are on you're getting hyped you start seeing things and then you hear that fucking song and just imagine the last two percent of your will to live just sucked away in that moment listening to somebody go we're here because we're like <laughs> But, but so somebody who was in it like i love it like it was so stupid it was the stupidest thing ever okay and then if you want to hear it even even stupider okay we had a japanese girl in the color guard we then tr- she sang it in japanese oh okay no. <laughs> right like oh no it was so funny it was so funny. travis is in tears right now <laughs> like 
from the outside, right? Like we were just, I, I just said like when we were in surf or something, you would see these big world-class top five drum corps pull in and you'd be like, whoa, crown is here, right? Or whoa, cadets or cavaliers or whoever it was. But then on the bus, they're singing the stupidest, lamest song right. that you've ever heard. Can right? you imagine <laughs> being some Div 3 core back in the day and you're just like, holy shit. Oh my god! It's the Blue Devils, and they're just like herp derp herp derp on the bus. <laughs> this place about to blow. Yes, dude. Uh, like, like just the stupidest songs, oh my the god. stupidest little chants. But then, like, as soon as we walked out of the bus, it was like game face. Yeah, like that's all gone. That was all just fun while we were on the bus. Like, it's it's time to perform. Now we always had to go and like get our horns off the the truck and whatever. <laughs> yeah. So we. You know, we had we were probably a little bit more relaxed than like the trumpet section or whatever because we had work to do before we could get in line, right? But once we got in line, it was it. Like, yep. Okay. It was always so cool. Honest, honest question. Tell me, tell me about this. When you got in line, when you yep. when you're standing there with your tuba, you've got your uniform, your shako in one hand, you got your three fingers on the brim. Yep. As you're standing there, did you ever like pseudo fall asleep? No, 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 no. I was always, um, and I always got made fun of this but for made fun of for this but for whatever reason when i just stood there like i had a really mean look on my face like i was always that guy like i was always like you you had resting you were you had angry bitch face yeah because like uh, this might be this may be not correct but every single time you make an arc or you're in a line or whatever and somebody new comes and stands in in front of the arc Mm -hmm. what's the first thing they do they count how many tubas oh yeah the core has yeah they okay. look they Just, look at the tuba section to figure out yeah how many do they, how many do they have nobody honestly cares how many trumpets they have or mellophones or baritones but the big ones they always want to know, know how many core, people are standing there yeah every core has diff has a different amount some people do 12 some people do 16 you know w w whatever it is so we always kind of took it as we are the first thing that a spectator is going to look at. They're going to count how many tubas they have. Even if they don't listen to us for the rest of the time and they're super impressed by your high notes, like the first thing they're going to do is be like, wow, they have 16 tubas. Do you, yep. we, we don't have 16 tuba players in our county and they have 16 in their drum corps. Yep. Right? Like, you know, interestingly, like every school has trumpet players. Yeah, not absolutely. every school has 16 tubas. And it is an impressive sight mm -hmm. to see, you know, everybody puts their horns up in a ripple and whatever yeah. all the way through. But the tubas and the mellophones are what goes first. Yeah. Like, it, it was always... And, and the way that any any tuba... I mean, a majority of tuba sections, uh, the way that you guys would just effortlessly throw 35 pounds on your shoulder. Yeah. And, oh, or however much it was. And it was just, like, up, down... 75... It was not seventy five, <laughs> you guys. No, it was. Um, I think the Yamahas were like twenty two pounds. Okay, yeah. The, those those like old. Um, uh, the Jupiters that we the, marched the, were like yeah. thirty seven. Oh my god! <laughs> Don't you miss the removable bells, Travis? No, actually, you know who? I, <laughs> uh, yeah, they were great. Um, wonderful design. Good job, Jupiter. You can easily clean um, them though. Yeah. Uh huh. That was the excuse. I'm just trying to sell the dream, man. It's so stupid. So stupid. <laughs> I would rather still have been on the G-Bugles. Oof. <laughs> yeah. I would rather play in a different key than carry around a 37-pound piece of metal where the bell falls off. Do you remember, Do you remember? Uh, I think it was 2006, that Jersey Surf bought Madison Scouts 
They're dynasty horns. Yeah, they're horns. But the trumpets had like a the strip lead of tape. lead. Yep. Yeah, they had, they had a strip of lead tape around them. It's supposed to they, make the sound darker. Yeah, it's supposed to give you a darker sound. No. What, whatever. Not not true at all. It's so stupid. Get, I hate gimmicks like that. I just nope. hate it. Yeah. But anyways, uh, um, I actually, the reason I ask you if you had ever like pseudo fallen asleep in the no, line never. is because I actually did. Of course you I did. swear. And, and like, I couldn't help it. Like, legitimately, before we got on the bus to every show, um, back when Advocare was a thing, um, they had, like, like little, uh, like, powder energy mixes. Yeah. Literally, as we were doing EPL and getting ready for the bus, I would down one of those so that I could stay awake not only on the bus, but in the pre-line before we walked off to go and make the arc. And there were a couple times where I had to, like, like close my eyes for a hot second. And then yeah. try to open them back up so that I could keep myself focused. Now, I'm not, I don't, I have an awful poker face. You know this. I am not very good with having a poker face. There was something in those moments where I was able to keep a straight face. I was able to like bite the inside of my cheek or, you know, like grit my teeth or whatever and, and keep a straight face and be fine. But there were a couple times where legitimately I would shut my eyes and I would feel myself start to sway almost like I was drunk. Because I was just so tired at that point. There was one time. I, swear, I, I, I don't know if anybody caught me doing this. Nobody ever told me that I did this. Um, or, or like tried to call me out on it. But genuinely, I was standing in line. I was like the fourth person back on the left side. And I remember as they were getting ready to hand us our plumes, I actually fell over. Not like, not like fell like on my side. But I fell over to the point where I had to cross my right leg over my left to catch my weight. And then I quickly put it back. Like, it was, seriously, it was like the hardest thing ever. Um, yeah. And it, it's, and I, like, I felt awful about it because I don't want to be like that person or didn't want to be like that person. It was like, you know, oh, this is boring. I'm just falling asleep in line. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, whatever. Like, I was trying to freaking focus and mm -hmm. I had to fall over and catch my weight and like quickly reset myself. I tell you what, though, I didn't shut my eyes the rest of the day. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't blame you. So we two kind of had it a little easy because we're standing behind the horn, right? Mm -hmm. Like we could kind of shift our weight a little bit and it would be okay as long as your upper body didn't move. Like nobody yeah. really cared. You could like but shift your are, hips. Yeah, we also like we weren't going straight to the line off the bus which is what you guys always did. Right. We, again, we had to go unload the horns. We had plenty of time to like stretch out from getting off the bus, you know, whatever, and walk over to the front of the line because, you know, that's how we were. That's how we roll. I always just thought that that was cool because like we always marched in step with each other, mm -hmm. the tubas did, but then you guys were, were freeform. Like you guys didn't stay in step or anything. You guys just stayed in line with each other. For the most part, yeah. For the most part, yeah. Obviously... We're a bunch of band geeks, right? Like y'all kind of naturally... sync up at some point, anyways. But you guys didn't enforce it, right? right? Right. We did, and I always thought that was pretty cool. Like, tubas are always like the redheaded stepchild, kind of on in the drill. We're always like behind the back hash, whatever, just mm -hmm. way back there. And it was just like, hey, we finally get to be in front for once. Now, granted, it was to the warm-up arc, which is like as far away from the field as possible. All like, like, all like, you know. 45 yards that you got to walk in the arc or to get to the arc. So can I, can I tell you my like top three, one of my top three coolest drum corps stories? 
talk about and it. And it has nothing to do with being on the field. And I don't even know if you know this full story. It was it was the coolest moment ever. So go ahead. I bet I know it. Can I guess it first? Yeah. It was Atlanta 2012. No. Damn. What was Atlanta 2012? I don't know. I just remember you in Atlanta coming up to with a whole bunch of like vets, like alumni vets, uh, coming up to the warm up arc in, oh, yeah, a, in yeah, Atlanta. Yeah. We, and we like, sang with you guys. You were all fucking hyped when we did Rocky Point. Like, I genuinely yeah, remember that day. A, because you were there, but B, because there were all these alumni that were just like, yes! Well, that, that was, and not to disparage Crossman or anything, but like, that was kind of the cool part of teaching a 12th, 13th place drum corps is I could go see you, like, we'd be done by the time you guys showed up. Right. So yeah. I could go see your warm-up. Like, I will, I, in Atlanta... I watched your visual warm up and I watched the horn line warm up. And then I walked to the, to the thing with you guys and sang Holy name with you. Yeah. Like I had a staff pass. I can go anywhere. Yeah, um, exactly. And it was just really cool. And that was something that I always thought was cool. Cause I always stood on the outside of the Holy name circle is like random alumni would just walk up to me and put their hand on my shoulder and sing. dude. Yes. Like I always loved that. Yeah. And, and I, I like when drum chord comes back, like I will miss shows to go do that because I missed that mm-hmm. and I loved that. And, you know, sorry to whoever performs two cores and one core in front of the cadets, but I'm going to go sing Holy Name. You, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I really want to do that again yeah. and it's been too long. Mm-hmm. No, uh, Atlanta 2012 was awesome. I have some really cool pictures because uh, Kendra was the drum major that year, right? Correct. I have a really cool like sun in the background, like lens flare type picture of Kendra. It was, it, it was really cool. For Instagram? But, uh, it might be on my Instagram. Oh. Um, so anyway, coolest one of the coolest things that ever happened yeah. in drum corps. 2011, finals night, we're walking. We, all right. So we warmed up inside because there was a thunderstorm. Okay. That, yeah, I remember that. This was the year that you didn't come to finals. You and Kim had to go early for pride. Yeah, we and, had we had yeah. like leadership and all this other sort of stuff to go, which yep. I'm still fucking pissed about, but whatever. Totally fine. Totally fine. You're gonna you're gonna be all right, baby. So we we walked down into the tunnel, right? Like we first off, we didn't walk go outside like to the buses from that uh park that they always had you warm up in because it the, the thunderstorm came through. So right. us and Blue Devils warmed up inside the like Indiana Convention Center. Yeah. which is attached underground. It's got that tunnel, Lucas. right? Yeah. yeah. It's attached underground to Lucas Oil Stadium. So we warmed up, and there's some really cool videos from that because that room was just an echo chamber, right? Like it was one of those rooms where you just sounded 10 times louder than you actually were. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. Like Rocky Point was so cool, and like Philip Bliss sounded really good in there and Ooh, whatever. So That's got to be good. Yeah. The, 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 I think uh, I've seen the recording of Philip Bliss. I don't remember yeah, Rocky Point, but... I'll send, were... I'll send you some links for sure. Sick. But um, then we like we got in our twos and whatever. You got put the put the top on, and we walked to the tunnel, the standard tunnel. Mm-hmm. It was probably it was a little bit of a long walk, but it's it is the middle of August. We are in the best shapes of our lives, right? Like it, it does not matter in the least. Little thing. walk doesn't matter. Yeah, not not at all. So. We're there, and there's always like five, ten minutes before the show where you guys go around and you like you give the knucks on the uh, on the buckles, yeah, yeah, or whatever. And the tubas, like we we all like dapped each other up and said, you know, have a good show and whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're all just hanging out, and you this was like a loading dock area. I, you remember it? You've yeah, been, yeah. There's yeah. like tractor trailers and stuff you can down see there. the tunnel that goes outside that you would normally walk down. Yeah, the yeah whole it's thing, a yeah. big ramp, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
So we're in there and just, you know, said my, said my, have a good shows to everybody. And I look over and Carla is standing. Okay. Carla mm-hmm. comes out from between two of the tractor trailers. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why are you here? Right. Yeah. And, and, and like, I call her to come over to me and she like, didn't want to. And I, and I think I literally said to Carla, what are they going to do? Throw me out? Like, come <laughs> over here and give me a hug. It's like, this is my final show. Get over here. Yeah, like, seriously, get get over here and give me a hug. And I'm like, how did you get here? She was like, well, I have a staff pass, and I walk around like I own the place. I can be anywhere. But she showed up with her camera, I think, and she mm-hmm. had, like, the cadets, like, baseball jersey, like, the button-up yeah. Yeah, yeah, jersey yeah. on. And it was just so cool that, to see Carla right before I went on and performed. Because mm-hmm. Carla is who got uh, us all into this. Like, all of us? 100%. Carla taught us everything that we know. Yep, literally, literally everything. So mm-hmm. it, it was so cool to see her there, and I was so glad I got to give her a hug right before I won a world championship, right? And and I was thinking to myself, like, now I hope she got back up into the stands <laughs> before we perform, right? Like, yeah, we won a world championship, but Carla came all the way out to Indiana. Carla in that summer, okay, was in California. And they drove from Southern California up to Seattle, mm-hmm. like following the drum corps. They showed up randomly in Chattanooga, Tennessee, which I didn't know that they were going to be there. Okay. So it's Carla, my mom, my dad, and Kyle, my cousin Kyle. Oh, they just yeah, randomly yeah. showed up. We were, did you guys uh, rehearse in? Uh, Is that Middle Tennessee? No, or Chattanooga, Cent- Tennessee. Chattanooga. Where it had that big bowl. It, you, you would know it. We didn't, did it. we didn't rehearse there. Uh, but okay. I, I remember that stadium, but we uh-huh. didn't rehearse there. Yeah, okay. So we rehearsed there. And across the street, there was this big, like, warehouse thing. Like, uh, it, I guess you could call it an awning. It didn't have, like, sides, mm-hmm. but it was huge. And that we were in subsectionals there. Like, it was just the tubas. And my mom, my dad, Carla, and Kyle start walking up. And I'm like, that that's my family. They're not from here. Why are they why, here? Like, why are they in Tennessee, of all places? And And I was like... Don't ask if you can go hug them as much as you want to. Do not ask if you can go hug them. <laughs> but I mean, we we were finishing up in like ten minutes anyway, and we had a a walk back, so I got to say hi, how you doing? Then you know, and then we had ensemble or whatever. And I, mm-hmm. the, so they were there. They were in Atlanta. They were Murfreesboro, Tennessee, like all these shows mm-hmm. for that run. Then they went back home for a week, and then they went out to Indianapolis. So like Carla, my mom and dad were at all of them, and Kyle showed up for the Southern run. It was so cool for them to, to be there. And like, they saw the show grow and they saw it clean up. And you know, you, you know how that goes. Two weeks Mm -hmm. later, a show looks totally different. Yep. And they saw it two weeks later, three separate times. And it was so cool. Yeah. Um, but then yeah, Carla shows up in the tunnel for age out or not age out for my finals run that I won a world championship on. And it's like, that is a memory I will never forget. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's so cool. And like, I specifically remember saying to Carla, what are they going to do? Throw me out? Like, <laughs> get over here and give me a hug. Not I don't care. <laughs> and then I think, I think she has some pictures of like, you know, the George circle and the little pregame speech and whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then after that, like I, I didn't, like I was in the zone, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. It was like, me to go to my turn heart, on whatever. Mm-hmm. But before the, before Holy name and stuff like that, like Carla, get over here and hug me. Right. <laughs> like, I'm sure you would have done the same thing. If, oh, for sure. You, even Carla or your mom or Kayla or whoever yeah. showed up in the tunnel mm-hmm. before you aged out. So yeah, that was really cool. That's so Carla. 
you know? Oh, that absolutely is. She had no right to be there. She had, I think she had a Jersey serve staff pass and just, just walked nowhere. around like she, like she owned the place and showed up there. Carla's and got that she, ability. She said she ended up like running part of the way to the elevator, took an elevator all the way up. They're in like the 700 level. Oh my and God. She did make it back to the seats before it performed. That's and awesome. Then, Shout out to Carla. Shout out to Carla. Did Carla see? I don't, I don't remember if Carla saw me age out. I know she wasn't in indie. I don't think she did. I don't uh, remember. She definitely didn't see indie, but I think uh, the Chester show. She's probably Chester at, or Westchester, or maybe maybe Allentown was the soccer stadium. I never performed in Chester. We performed Westchester. Then in, yeah, at the at the university, she hundred percent would have went to Westchester. I remember you after finals. Me? What did I do? I remember. I remember you like you were right there after finals because we all lined up after we walked up that tunnel and went out and all of us lined up and we all kind of broke and set our horns down and i remember there were two things that happened first off was i looked over at a mellophone and saw that the lead pipe was bent up because he did the snap and hit his buckle so hard that it broke the bracing on the lead pipe and then bent the whole thing up almost like you know 60 70 degrees oh my god he like and it was funny because he was just like Boom. All right, now it's fixed for retreat. And it was still like, oh. <laughs> like, yeah, but like it this. was good enough, right? Like, yeah, I was like, no, this isn't going to work. And then you were right there because I remember as you walk up that tunnel, there was a wall. And then they had the, the stadium uh, bleachers to set up for when, when Jostens does all their pictures and all that jazz. You were standing right there at the wall. You were like the second thing that I saw. I didn't care about anybody else in the drum corps at that point because I was just like trying to mentally process the fact that I was done. And it was just like, you were right there. And I was like, oh, shit. You remember that? Yep, I remember that. And then it was like, all right, we got to go back to retreat now. Because we were out there, um, we were out there with the Crossmen because, you know, we had barely squeaked it. Yep. We barely sneaked into finals. And we did, like, while the fifth place, sixth place core, whatever it was, was performing, Mm -hmm. we played our show in the parking lot. Oh, really? A bunch of the lower placing drum cores, like, all played their show for each other in the parking lot. Oh, nice. And, um... Like I was counting the the cores coming out, and I knew you guys were gonna be next. And I was like, "Yeah, um, I've heard this show seventy times this summer." I'm out. Uh, yeah. My best friend yeah. just aged out. Like I have a hug to go give. Yeah, yeah. I went. I remember I went that. And gave a hug, and then I I got to I had that wonderful picture on the field for Age Out Night of you, me, and Kim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Age Out Night 2012, which yep, that was so cool. I the, uh, the best picture of me ever taken is from my Age Out ceremony. Where it's you're the one shaking where, your hand with your dad? Yeah, mm-hmm. With my dad. Yeah, I, I I love that picture. That picture is just that's like a really good iconic one. to me. Yeah, that's, but, I remember. I remember seeing that one. I was like, that's that's definitely like a that's a that's a Travis and his dad picture for sure. You'll never guess who took that picture. Was it Carla? It was Carla. Of course, it was Carla. <laughs> of course, anything of course that, it was that's Carla like that took that good that has to do with drum corps, it's all Carla's fault. Thanks, Carla. Thanks, Carla. I have a lot of pictures from that age out night. And they just like recently popped up. I mean, not recently, yeah, like time a month ago, or whatever. Yeah, from Facebook memories and all that jazz. But like, who was it? Um, there a whole bunch that popped up of like me and Zach Tempone and like with Kendra because we were all sitting by each other. Uh, there was one. Do you remember Andrew Stanfield? Yeah, yeah bass yeah. drum player. He 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 was with us at Surf, and then he went yeah. on and uh, to Glassman. Glassman, Glassman. That's he right. he aged out with Glassman. Uh, and that was the year that they, they folded, I think. Oh man. Oh, really? So he, I think he marched the final Glassman core to ever exist. Wow. Which is, which is a bummer. 
I, mean, I look at, I have a picture of my age on night with all these people that used to march surf that were aging out in 2011. I remember that. Was it's that like- insanity. Mm -hmm. uh, I should try to pull it up, but it will take me too long to find it. It was like me, Liz Blackford, um, Garrett was there. There was a couple people still at surf. Um, that is, that I'm having, having a hard time thinking of their name. Was like it was like Matt Piatek was there. Yeah, you had like Stacy, Liz, Stacy and Liz, uh, Steph, Steph. Okay. Um, there was there's probably like 17 or 18 people, and I apologize to all of you who I'm forgetting your name. Kara from the Blue Stars. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. she was in there, and it was just so cool to have like to, to have the representation of the Div Two slash Open Class Jersey Surf on the field finals, you know, for Age Out Night. Right. And all these like all almost all the top six scores were represented. You know, like mm -hmm. it, it was so cool to see, and it was like. Yeah, we all might have moved on to bigger and better things, but we all took that picture with that surfboard. As soon as we saw it, we yep. just had to go over there. You know, you throw up yep. one of these, and it's all good. Yep. Like it, it's it's amazing how much of a brotherhood or sisterhood this this activity actually is. A holistic know? group. It it really is. Um, when you start like you know connecting with people, and I think we talked about this what on episode like three or four, whatever yep. it was, like you know how much you connect with all those people that are that are in drum corps, how many memories you have, and and all that sort of stuff. Like it just it, it's it's so compounding, and it's it's one of those things like. Like, yeah, you can sit there and talk about memories, like, in general, right? You can yep. sit there and talk about all these memories, and, and you'll have people that are just, like, reliving their high school football days or reliving, you know, what they did in college and all that sort of stuff. But I feel like drum corps and, and that whole community is just a little bit different. It's on, like, a different level because, like, yeah, sure, you can remember, you know, all of your fraternity brothers in college. Like, I guarantee you, like, because I was in a service fraternity – you know, at, yep. at OU, right? And yep. I, I could barely remember of the of the three and a half years I was a part of that fraternity. I could probably barely remember half the names of all of the people that was in that were in it throughout my time. But I could yep. name a lot more people that I marched with because yep. you just like exactly. You know, I spent however many days for six years, and you for seven with those people individually yep. each year and like you just you remember that you remember where you were you remember all the little things the stupid stories about getting rescued at, at friggin disney world like it's it's just uh it, it's it's on a different level in my opinion it, it was little stuff like like you me and carla signing up the six of us for, for the, the bus buses seats because yeah. we had you know or another carla thing how many days until she quit oh my god yes 2008 right? like just little stuff like that like, and it just like 25 days until carla quits yes yep. and then everybody got all sad when it was like one we we're just like <laughs> one oh, day shit. until carla quit. carla please don't quit <laughs> no, come back. all right ready set transition so guess what i got this week so you you brought in a prop and i, I imagine that's what you're about to show me i i have a prop uh, and I have it sit. It's in my hands right now. You can't see my hand. Guess what I got this week? What did you got? Did you get Legos this week? Yes, Lego. What? Avenger. I got the Quinjet. Okay. What? I'm so excited. Shout outs to Megan Lafleur, all the way in San Diego, California. Good friend of mine. We've been friends for years and years and years and years and years. Shout outs to her. She sent me. The Lego Quinjet, okay? It comes with Thor, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Rocket, and two Jatari, so you can beat them up. You know what I mean? My God. It's got, it's got a little, like, four-wheeler 
thing here. It's got some Chitauri guns. I, okay. I'm like, I have so many thoughts right now. First off, I'm happy for you because the whole Lego thing worked out for you. I'm yeah. incredibly fucking jealous right now because I totally want one of those. <laughs> so I might need to go to Target tonight and, and yeah. pick one up or something. Dude, that's awesome. Lego Wait. still hasn't sent us anything, yet your they friends are doing that. us. I know. No, I, I have the best friends in the world, okay? The fact that I actually just got Legos for this. That's freaking flesh. awesome. So I, the promise was if I got free Legos sent to me, I will do them live on stream. Okay. okay. So I'm going to have to figure out a way to like, I want to rig up like an overhead view yes. of a camera. And then yeah. I just want to have one like pointing at whatever desk or surface I'm using to do these Legos. I do need to figure this out because... I have 838 pieces of happiness to put together, and I am excited. Are you going to try and do it all, like, in one stream, or are so, you going to, like, do, break it I up? I can do this in one day. Like, I can do this in, like, three or four hours. Okay. That would so be a fun it, stream to watch. It'll be it'll be one stream, and I'll be, I'll be talking to chat through it all. You yes. Know, whatever's got to happen. I think what I might do is, like, leave my computer set up here, but then set up a folding table here. You could do it, like, on the side of the wall, off to your right. That way? Is that your right? That's not right. <laughs> yeah, you could I'm do it off to your. Me on the computer and got confused. You could do it on your right side, um, and just have like the runner table right there. Yeah, like do it here. Mm -hmm. Okay, people, I can set this up so people can see. You wouldn't have to move your computer and yeah. Hang, hang my other webcam down from the top or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, I, I'm I'm excited. This is gonna be a good time. So yeah, whenever whenever you go to do that, you're gonna have to announce it on Twitter and and we'll to everybody. We'll make a big deal out of it. Yeah, we'll so that everybody can come and just hang out and watch him build and, and reap the success of, of his Lego fandom. Though, if anybody out there is listening and wants to send me Legos now, like, it doesn't have to be, you know, the, the Quinjet or anything crazy, but I wouldn't mind putting together some Legos too. I would stream uh, that. Hashtag Chris's friends need to step up. Or Megan and I need to sisters. become, Megan, you said, right? Megan? Megan, yeah. Megan, Megan and I need to become best friends then. Uh, she is a fantastic best friend. She probably, like, legitimately, she, she she would probably have no problem. And I'm totally speaking and, and putting words in her mouth. She probably have no problem being friends with me because she's friends with you. And we're you and I are basically like brothers at this point. So yep. we're the same yep. person. I the only request I have: Are we technically brothers? No. Is your offspring going to call me uncle? Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. That's like that's how you know you've made it. Like yeah. You're you're that level of family when you get an aunt or an uncle name. Yeah, and you're gonna be Uncle Chris to my offspring to fifty Chris, years Chris in the Jr. future when when I to Chris. To, well, it to, wouldn't be Chris Junior if it's my child. It's gonna be Chris Junior. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> like that's I'm not going how it works. to name him. My Chris name Jr. is not Chris. <laughs> I'm going to name him Chris Junior. KJ. Nah, I'd spell Chris with a C if I had a if I had a little Chris. I fucking hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. You, but you know what I would call him, right, Topher? Every Christopher, okay? People always call Christopher Chris. They totally neglect the second half of the name. Okay? I mean, I'm just not like mad I call at my, it. Just like I call my friend Samantha, Antha. They always get called Sam. Everybody neglects the second half of their name. I mean, I'm, I'm not, gonna start calling I'm, I'm gonna start calling Jill though. Ian. You should. I'm going to start calling Jill Ian. And you should. she's going to respond to it. She doesn't Has have a choice. She, I, I have to ask this, and then we can kind of wrap some things up here. Has she bought you any more hoagies? Because we're, uh, we're coming she, up on time. So I'm, I'm going to preface this, okay? Preface this. When she brought me that hoagie, 
Okay, and she brought me like a hoagie and a soda. Remember, she both bur- yeah, through that busted door. in the door. She also gave me a twenty five dollar gift card. Ah, so okay. that like she cleared significant, herself. A significant amount of time has been bought. So she bought herself probably what like three and a half months, give or take. Yeah, so, yeah something like that. Okay, you, know, you got to think seven dollars for a hoagie, right? Twenty five dollars. Yeah. So when yeah, we yeah. get back, well, when we can finally do, I, I think we would end up being on probably episode thirty at that yeah. point. Yeah, so, that's, that's, that that sounds good to me. Or episode, episode twenty or something. By the time whatever. we get to episode I, I twenty, whatever the timeline is, uh, you'll, November. What, <laughs> Jill's gonna be kicking in the door again to give you your your payment for your Netflix. But man, let's uh, let's go ahead and, and wrap some things up here. I think that was a you know that that was a fun little discussion. Little again, you know, got to hear about your trip. Take a little trip down memory lane. Talk about you know some fun drum corps things and all this stuff that sort of happened. Um, yep, absolutely. Always, always a pleasure and a good time. Yep, Getting I a mean, chance to kick it back with my homeboy. This, this is what this is what amazes me about this podcast is as soon as we logged on to this Zoom call, you and I both said to each other, "I have no clue what the hell we're going to talk about for this podcast." Then you asked Sean for a number to count down from, and I counted down, and we just and went. Now, now it has been an hour and 30 minutes. It's it's super cool. Like, you know, you and I talk about this off offline, off pod, off stream, off whatever, right? We, we go back and forth. But, like, we started this whole thing just to, you know, kick it around and, and talk to each other and record ourselves and maybe have a few people listen if, if that were even the case. And at yep. this point, we've had... Um, here, I'll, I'll look it up right now because I was looking at it earlier today. Um, at, at this point, we've had, uh, you know... 435 plays of all of our podcast episodes you know we're we're like you know and i'll put the real stats out there for for everybody to hear we're averaging about 30 ish 30 to 40 plays per week of not just the previous episode but all of our episodes like just this last week somebody went back and listened to episode two again and played episode two and like awesome it's it's a super cool thing you know that we have people out there that are, you know, not only willing to, to listen to us and we can say that we've built this community and all that sort of stuff, but like, it's a fun thing to just be able to like kick back, share stories, talk about, you know, important events or, you know, whatever's going on or hear about how you're getting rescued at Disney World. Like you can, you can kick back and have a little bit of fun. And I will say this too, because I, I forgot to like tweet this out and I forgot to send this to you and everything like that. But, um, you know, we had Amy on the podcast, the la- yep. on, on the last podcast, right? And so uh, what Amy did, uh, and shout out to Mamesy, um, you know, love that girl to death. If her and I were ever in the same town, I'd buy her beer. Uh, Take or, care of yourself, or, honey. Or a, or a drink or or whatever. But it was, it was super cool because she shared that podcast with a ton of people who probably never listened to podcasts, like her brother, her mom, like cousins or whatever else. She shared it with a lot of people. And yep. it was super cool because she sent me a screenshot uh, of a family member. I won't, I won't say who, uh, but shout out to this person. They'll probably know who they are. But she sent me a text message from a family member, a screenshot. And I'm, I'm going to read this. And, and, and this was like super impactful to me. And uh, again, I haven't shown you this at all. Yep. Um, but she got a text from, from a family member. It said, please extend my utter appreciation to those guys. Uh, for almost two hours, I forgot the utter hell that my life has become. Thank you all so much for that. And I actually laughed out loud, which is a rare thing these days. Now, this is somebody, a family member of Amy's, who had just gone through a major hurricane 
Like, you know, that hurricane went through, really wrecked that place and everywhere that it went through. And the fact that somebody was willing to take, you know, whatever it was, an hour and a half or hour, two hours, whatever it was to like listen to the podcast, get a chuckle out of it. Like, personally, I don't care how many people listen to it, but if I had one person that gives me that response, the whole thing's worth it, in my opinion. So like- it was super cool to see that response, you know, from that family member of of Amy's to to seeing that we were able to bring like a little bit of joy into somebody else's day and and I'm not sitting here like begging everyone who's listening at this point to go out and like leave us reviews or tweet at us or anything like that, but like those are like the little things that I really enjoy about doing stuff like this, about being creative with whether it's a podcast or YouTube or streaming or whatever it is like we can be this creative and make a couple people laugh and chuckle and and forget about you know maybe a a shitty situation that they're in or they can for, you know take their mind off of maybe something that's stressing them out and put them into just like a fun happy go lucky like two idiots with microphones talking yep and they can just kick it back and and forget about that for a second like it's just it's it's fucking awesome that i have no other way to say it it's fantastic. And, and shout outs to her, you know, you, you know, she just, it's Louisiana. They just went through the hurricane. Like mm-hmm. stuff is really rough down there. And for you and I, two best friends from high school sitting at a computer to put a smile on her face for two hours, that means the absolute world to me. Yeah. Shout out again to Mainzie. Mainzie, you're awesome. You know, I, I can't wait till I get a package in the mail postmarked from Louisiana. I was okay. told it was, so, it was, I think it was sent out this week. I can't wait. I want that hung up so bad and I'm going to love it forever. Seriously. Thank you. Everybody who's listened. If I, if we have ever made you chuckle, thank you so much. If we haven't made you chuckle, thank you so much. We just got to try harder. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) We gotta, we gotta do something a little bit different. That absolutely. But I mean, that, that story just fills my heart up. I mean, that was my Mamesy. That was your Mamesy voice. That was, that was all right. I, I, I'll let her rate you on like a scale of one to 10, 10 being the best. It's going to be a zero. Let's be honest. No, you had a little bit of twang in there. So maybe like a three and a half. Mamesy, bless your heart. Bless your heart. All right. Well, look, let's, let's wrap it up, man. Um, any, any final words? I'll give the floor to you since we don't have a guest. Uh, Any final words that you want to say to, to all of our fans? Shout out to Aaron and Corey. I had fun out in Colorado this week. Shout out to Megan. Thank you for the Lego. Shout out to Blake for helping me mow my lawn today. Shout outs to Kaylin because she'll get jealous if I don't if I give Blake a shout out, not Kaylin. <laughs> shout out to your future baby. Uh, shout outs to your mother. Uh, who else do we talk about? Shout outs to anybody I ever marched a day of drum corps with. Shout outs to you. Shout out to you, me. Chris Davis. Bro, shout, shout out, out to you. you. Shout out to you, man. Yeah, shout outs to everybody who's listened so far, everybody who's followed us along. Uh, again, this is episode 10. We, we've we broken past that seven episode barrier I mentioned a couple episodes ago. We've made double digits. And like, I, I don't think that like the, the quote unquote, the hype train is slowing down. Like, you know, Travis was right. We sat here 10 minutes before we started recording and we were like, what the hell are we going to talk about? And here we are and now an hour and like 30, 40 minutes later and we're, we're still just kicking it. We're still having a little bit of fun. So um, guys, again, thank you so much for listening. Shout out to everybody out there who has listened. If you haven't and are on Twitter, please connect with us on, uh, on Twitter. We're at masterful pod. Um, you know, we, we both kind of tweet out from there from time to time. We both interact with some people. Um, there's some people out there who throw questions at us and, and you know, have a little bit of fun with us. And it, it, it's it's all a good time. So we'd, we'd love to connect with you guys um, or connect with us on Twitter 
you know, our, our Twitter handles are in the description and all that sort of stuff. So definitely connect with us. We, we want to hear from you guys. We want to reconnect with you guys if we haven't heard from you in a while. Uh, and, and just have, have a good old time. Maybe have a couple more guests on the podcast as well. But um, again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, you guys know how it is. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace! Masterful. A.K.A. Boring!